Hello friend, did your brain expand or shrink this week? Well, if you missed out on enough omega-3 fatty acids, the quiz cupboard is here to act as a sort of cranial bicycle pump. Welcome back. Pull up a poof and relax your body, but definitely not your mind. I'm John here once again with 20 interesting and irritating questions just for you and nobody else. We're starting this fine Wednesday or other day with a round of second the best. You're aiming here for the second thing in each category. That will provide you with two points on delivery, or if you want to play it safe, you can give me the first place thing instead, which is worth only one point, but may well be easier to get. Interesting. It's five questions, just like all the rounds, for a maximum score of ten points in each. Let's go with question one, which is characters in Frozen by number of times mentioned in the screenplay. So I found a screenplay for the 2013 Disney film Frozen, and name searched all of the characters and uh, yes so I want please you to name the person who is mentioned by name the most in the screenplay or the second most to get your two points. Question two is plagues of Egypt. These are in the book of Exodus the plagues visited upon the Egyptians uh, in the Bible this is uh, either the first or the second of those please. Plagues of Egypt is question two. Question three the most common words in the English language. That is it. Either the most common word for one point or the second most common word in English for two points. Question four. We are cracking through these. Question four. Largest cities in Canada by population. Again, a fairly simple one. You know Canada. It's a country. It has some cities in it. Either the largest city by population, the one with the most people, or the one with the second most people, please. And uh, question five, players with the most weeks at ATP number one. This is in tennis, you may have gleaned, men's tennis specifically. The ATP rankings have been going since 1973. Um, and yes, the, the player with the most weeks at number one in those rankings, or preferably the player with the second most total weeks at number one in the ATP rankings are our um, is our last stipulation for round one. Second the best, but wait. There's more. It's round two, False Instruments. It's five introductions to popular music songs, but with the instruments changed. Basically, me and Gary the MIDI keyboard have attempted to recreate as faithfully as possible these intros, but you don't get to hear that until I've messed it all up by subsequently changing what instruments are supposedly being used. Now remember, I'm horrible, so I'd like not only the name of the song, please, but the original artist who first performed and recorded that song. Those answers worth a point each. Let's hear question one, and we're getting the animal noises out the way early with cat and dog. Yep, that's what you can expect from the false instruments round. They do get mildly more sensible from that. Remember, I'd like the song title and artist, please, for each one. Uh, question two is coming up here, and um, I found a piano sound on here called Before Talkies. Sounds kind of like an old saloon in the West. Here it is.
just kind of stops that one, doesn't it? There's quite a big gap before the vocals, which you will hear when we hear them all uh, in the answers in the second half of the podcast. Write your answer down. I'm sure you've done that in your mind or on paper. Uh, question three is now on harpsichord, not too dissimilar, in fact, than the previous one, harpsichord. Oh, a very quick one. I like a short intro, less work for me, less thinking time for you. Everyone's happy. Question four. We're on another synth version here. Uh, it wasn't originally on synth. Here it is. Okay, we're back into the ones you know. Well done for getting that one. Sadly, only one more of these this round, but happily, it's on the polka accordion. Yeah, a longer one, that, to make up for question three. You can hear uh, as it goes on how there's a slight delay on the polka recording, but just about keeping up with the rhythm there. Tell me the artist and the song title, if you want some points, that is, for each of those five tracks you just heard. We will hear them all at the end, as I've already said. Round three coming up. And round three is another unwelcome bout of in consonants. In this general knowledge round, all the answers contain a word with two sets of double consonants. For example, buttress or aggressive. Two words I used earlier today during a verbal altercation with an architect. Buttress with both a double T and a double S. I'm sure you get the gist. So, question one. In the Pixar movie A Bug's Life, the main villain, voiced by Kevin Spacey, is what type of insect? I'll repeat, in the Pixar movie A Bug's Life, the main villain, voiced by Kevin Spacey, is what type of insect? Here's question one. Question two. Sir Bernard Hogan Howe, Dame Cressida Dick and Sir Mark Rowley are among the most recent holders of what rank in London's Metropolitan Police Service? This is question two. Sir Bernard Hogan Howe, Dame Cressida Dick and Sir Mark Rowley are among the most recent holders of what rank in London's Metropolitan Police Service? Remember, each answer has at least one word that has two sets of double consonants in that word. You understand, I'm sure. Question three. Which English writer won Olivier Antony Awards for his play The History Boys and was nominated for an Oscar in 1994 for The Madness of King George? Which English writer, this is question three, which English writer won Olivier and Tony Awards for his play The History Boys and was nominated for an Oscar in 1994 for The Madness of King George. Question 4. Complete the following sentence from the US Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and... what? I want four words to fill in the gap there. I'll read it again 
in a lovely British accent. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and what? Fill in the gap at the end there with four words, one of which has two double consonants within that same word. And question five, what 1998 song gave Robbie Williams his first UK number one single? It uses a musical motif from Bond theme, You Only Live Twice. Interesting fact. Question five, one more time. What 1998 song gave Robbie Williams his first UK number one single? As a solo artist, this is, of course, after he'd left Take That, as you know. It uses a musical motif from Bond theme, You Only Live Twice. This is a one-word title of a song I'm looking for. And that is the end of the Inconstance round. Thank goodness for that. What a relief, etc., etc. Round four after this. Wait a minute. Disappointed! 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 This is my world. And on a theme of immature titles for the rounds, round four is called Art Noise. So we're back onto famous artworks here, and I've scraped together what can loosely be classified as audio descriptions of five well-known paintings. All I want are the names of the paintings in English, please, in their most common English translations, for two points each. Uh, you're going to hear some of the names of the artists, so I don't need those as part of your answer, just the names of the paintings. Let's start with question one. Notice how many different colours of blue make up the sky. Some artists blend paint colours together. But Van Gogh painted without mixing the colors first. Look closely to see the brush strokes and the thick paint on the canvas. Yes, yeah, so that one not technically an audio description for the blind or partially sighted. They're more of a, a clip from an audio guide that you might hear if you were in the gallery itself there. I'm sure you've got the name of that painting, though. Here is question two. Bartholomew is painted as a young man with rich chestnut brown hair and a faint beard on his face. He is wearing a grey light blue cloak with a green tunic on top knotted over his right shoulder. He is standing close to the short side of the table and is leaning on it forcefully with both hands, stretching out towards Jesus. Yep, you were worried until the very end there, weren't you? These are all incredibly famous paintings, I will emphasise. Question three, with that in mind, sounds like this. The sky above the subject is dramatic in red and orange tones. On the horizon, ships can be seen on a dark blue-green fjord, and by the railing where the main character stands, two people walk in the background. Oh, that's a good one. Just the right amount of info without being too obvious, if I do say so myself. Question four is this. Not only the dramatic lighting, but the guardsman's gestures and poses too capture our attention. One is loading his musket, another holds aloft their pennant, and the drummer beats his drum. Instead of following the custom and portraying the men ranked in line, Rembrandt opted for this rather disorderly arrangement, suggesting they're about to advance. It's a group in action, and that's precisely what makes this painting so unique. Okay, okay. And question five, I've cheated here. I couldn't find an actual audio version of a description, so I just copied a text description, and I've asked uh, Dustin Hoffman to read it, and he very kindly agreed. Here it is. The painting depicts a couple embracing in a field of flowers. A golden halo surrounds the couple, who seem to have shaken off an earthly weight and have been transported into an infinite, almost sacred sphere. 
Clint depicts the couple locked in intimacy, while the rest of the painting dissolves into shimmering, extravagant flat patterning. Okay, let's be super sure, and I'll read that out one more time myself. The painting depicts a couple embracing in a field of flowers. A golden halo surrounds the couple, who seem to have shaken off an earthly weight and have been transported into an infinite, almost sacred sphere. Klimt depicts the couple locked in intimacy, while the rest of the painting dissolves into shimmering, extravagant, flat patterning. That's it. Can you picture it? All right. Answers in, please, during this music, because the answers will be hot on its heels. It's dignity. I sleep in a racing car. Do you? Look, you're spinning. Dignity. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Slash quiz cupboard is what you should type after patreon.com if you want to support this podcast monetarily and receive an extra episode every month to boot. There are three specials posted on there already, which you can go back and listen to once you've signed up to become a cupboard dweller. If, however, you'd rather hold on to your £2, you can still do me and the quiz cupboard a favour by leaving a five-star review or rating on your preferred listening app. That's free, obviously. And it apparently goes a long way towards boosting the show in the all-powerful algorithm so other people can find it. Also, you can impose it on a captive audience when you're on a long journey with your old rugby mates. On which note... Hello to the Sheffield rugby lot. It's a rare shout-out by request. I've got a list of nicknames to read out here. So, Indy, Snorty, Speedo, Bouncer, and, of course, Naked slash Raisin. If you're listening, a polite hello and a warm handshake to you. Let's try and tackle the answers and see how many you can convert into points. Pretty much out of rugby puns, but I'll see if I can get another line out. Okay, that's over. Let's keep on rucking with the round one answers which was second the best and question one we wanted uh, characters in frozen by the number of times mentioned in the screenplay now number one here the main character you might say is anna or anna with 685 name mentions between lines other people's lines and stage directions or whatever you call them in a screenplay um, and lagging far behind in second place for two points is Kristoff. Kristoff, yeah, the uh, the companion she runs across, the guy with the reindeer. He's mentioned 367 times. Elsa, I'm afraid, if you said her, is in third place. 329 mentions, followed by good old Olaf the snowman with 216. So if you said Anna, that's one point. She's in first place here. And Kristoff is worth the all-important two points if you said that instead. Obviously, you're only allowed one answer here for each one. Question two was plagues of Egypt from the Bible. God angry there with the Pharaoh for not believing in him and first turned the river Nile to blood. So turning water to blood, river of blood, if you said that, one point for you. But if you wanted two points, you would have had to say the word frogs. A plague of frogs. My worst nightmare. Big up my fellow ranidophobics. It's the one thing I'm really afraid of is frog. So unfortunately, that is our two-point answer there. Question three, most common words in English. The number one most common word here is the, the definite article, a-k-a. So the, one point if you said that. And uh, the second most common word in English is be, to be, any, any form of the verb to be. So if you said am, is was it's all under the same umbrella the verb to be so two points if you said any part of that uh, that verb question two largest cities in canada or largest population centers as they apparently say on the census they're in canada 
by population. Um, the largest here is Toronto. So one point if you said Toronto, the biggest population centre in Canada, 5.6-ish million people live there. And second here is Montreal, 3.6 million. Montreal is worth two points then if you said that as your answer. Toronto, one point. And finally, question five. Uh, yes, male tennis players with the most weeks at number one in the world. This is since 1973. Don't say anyone who was a tennis player before that um, because you'll be wrong. Number one is Novak Djokovic, who has, as of time of recording, this is April 2023, uh, has 383 weeks at the top of those rankings. And Roger Federer is number two, so he will get you your two points if you went with him, 310 weeks at the top of the rankings. Not too far behind, but actually still quite a lot over a year behind Djokovic. Uh, number three here, Sampras, four, Lendl, five, Connors, and six is Nadal, the next most after Djokovic for an active player currently with 209 weeks. So a fair way to go there for Nadal. The important thing here, though, is Djokovic, one point, Federer, two points. Uh, let's move on to round two, which is the false instruments round. You're going to hear a version of uh, the same intro again, but with part of the actual song tacked on the end for context. Here was question one then. So one point for the title here, which is I'm a Believer. And a second point if you got the artist, which is The Monkees. That was the band that originally played, I'm a believer, The Monkees. Two points, hopefully, if you got both of those. Question two, here we are. So a worrying amount of dead air in the middle of that and uh, quite a long clip there, all for accuracy's sake. I just wanted to get those last two words in, Rather Be, because that is the name of the song in case you didn't know it. Um, Rather Be is the title and the artist Clean Bandit featuring Jess Glynn. I'm going to accept Jess Glynn because I'm actually very nice uh, if you said that. But Clean Bandit technically is the artist FYI for the song Rather Be. Uh, question three was this, very quick one. And again, you've already heard the title there. It's called Shut Up and Dance uh, by Walk the Moon. That's the name of the band. Walk the Moon, less unknown than the name of the song, I would suspect. But well done if you got Shut Up and Dance. Uh, question four. A 
abruptly changing from intro to song there is Satisfaction. A lot of these with the name of the song near the beginning of the lyrics, aren't they today? The Rolling Stones, as you know, is the artist. So Rolling Stones, one point, Satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction if you include the brackets for the other point. And finally, question five. At last, it's a bit of Destiny's Child with the song Survivor. So one point for Destiny's Child, the artist, and one point for the song name Survivor. That is all of our false instruments. Keep adding up as you go along because I don't want to stop talking. I'm going to read the answers for In Consonance, which was round three. The Pixar movie A Bug's Life, uh, the main villain, Voiced by Kevin Spacey is what type of insect? Well, his name is Hopper, and he is a grasshopper. So we have the word grasshopper as an answer. Two S's in a row, and also two P's in that same word. That's the concept of this round. Two double consonants. Question. So two points for that. Question two was um, a list of people. Sir Bernard Hogan Howe, Dame Cressida Dick, and Sir Mark Rowley. They were all commissioner of the Met Police. So commissioner is the answer there. Question three, the writer who wrote The History Boys and The Madness of King George, adapted from his own play, is Alan Bennett. Alan Bennett from Leeds, double N and double T in his surname. Question four, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty and, four words, the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of of happiness. It is spelled correctly in the Declaration of Independence, if not in the title of that Will Smith film. And uh, so, yes, happiness, that's the one with the two double letters. And finally, the uh, 1998 song, Robbie Williams' first solo UK number one, and the title of it is Millennium. Millennium, that's what we were all thinking about in 1998. Um, And yeah, uses that nice string theme from You Only Live Twice. So Millennium is our final answer there. I hope you got 10 points on round three. And let's motor on through to round four, Art Noise. Here is a small clip of question one. But Van Gogh painted without mixing the colors first. Yep, Van Gogh, or as I say, Winston van Gogh, so everyone knows how clever I am. The painting is called The Starry Night. That is the most direct translation of the title of that painting, The Starry Night, and the most often used. So two points if you said that. Here's a little bit of question two. He is standing close to the short side of the table and is leaning on it forcefully with both hands, stretching out towards Jesus. It's The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci. The Last Supper, the important answer though, yes, there are more obvious people to mention in there, but I think we had enough. There was a table and there was Jesus. What other paintings can you think of? If you're an art expert, probably a lot. But these are very famous uh, paintings. So The Last Supper, the answer, question three. On the horizon, ships can be seen on a dark blue-green fjord. I'm pretty sure I gave you enough info here to know that that was The Scream by Edvard Munch. The Scream, otherwise known as The Scream of Nature, apparently. But The Scream, definitely enough of an answer for two points. Here's a bit of question four. 
Instead of following the custom and portraying the men ranked in line, Rembrandt opted for this rather disorderly arrangement. Sounds so disapproving somehow. The answer is The Night Watch by Rembrandt van Rijn. The Night Watch, full title, uh, apparently Militia Company of District 2 under the command of Captain Franz Banink Kok. So well done if you said that. You can have two points as well, no more. Uh, But The Night Watch, I will accept as well. And finally, this one. Clint depicts a couple lock in intimacy. That's enough of that. And the answer is The Kiss, Gustav Klimt's The Kiss. And that is our final two-point answer of this episode. Thanks to you for showing up again, you rare and exquisite beauty. As I say, please consider leaving a nice review or rating or whatever it's in the power of your delightful thumbs to do. Quizcupboard at gmail.com is the email. There are social media pages too. I'll be back with more of this genre of thing next Wednesday. Peace and love. Peace and love.